And we are back. Well, everybody, welcome back to the E8 uh, Sports Podcast with Stephen Griff. Uh, my name is Steve. How are you doing? This is Griff here. Uh, not too bad. It's It's been a while. Yeah, it's been, uh, oh, geez, I think it's been at least a couple of months. Yep. But uh, we're going to call this, I guess, uh, best way to call it is our uh, season premiere of uh, the E8 Podcast, because might as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no uh, we do apologize for taking some time off uh, it's just uh, I went back to work and uh, life just essentially just got in the way for a, for a bit yeah it's been a busy it's been a busy couple of uh, well past couple of months for sure I think for everybody yeah uh, getting used so. to uh, to life with life in COVID with uh, through uh, I guess the second wave this they're calling it right now but uh, well as long yeah as I think ever- kind of I think we've kind of just dug in at this point and are sort of used to, you know, it. Like, yeah. Used to they, it, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, wear, wear your mask, uh, sanitize, wash your hands, the stuff they've been telling us the last six, seven months. And just avoid people, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do that on general principle, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, now, and now it's fashionable to do so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we were trendsetters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, some. Yeah, so some time has passed since we recorded. Uh, we'd like to congratulate the LA Lakers and the Tampa Bay Lightning for their for their championships in the bubble. Um, uh, also, congratulations to the NBA and NHL for once they got in the bubble, zero positive tests the entire time, yeah, which is unlike, quite impressive. Uh, unlike some of the other leagues, two notable ones. Uh, that's also the difference between a regular season and essentially a playoffs, though. Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, the bubble exactly since MLB playoffs went into a bubble in San Antonio or San Diego and Arlington, they haven't had any positive tests. So, yeah, and it's definitely easier. So exactly. Yeah. So, uh, well, basically uh, for our list, for my list today. Um, I'm going to be doing the top eight Canadian athletes, amateur, professional, doesn't matter. Um, I just uh, basically what I did for the list is mm-hmm. I just wrote a bunch of famous Canadian athletes who would be known through the country and internationally as well. Um, and I, then I started going through stats and, uh, what I would also kind of rank as what seems a bigger accomplishment as opposed to others. I would also longevity um, and not just stats, but also individual awards as well. And um, mm-hmm. I came up with uh, six men, uh, two women. Um, if this list was probably in about five years in the future, I might put um, – Bianca in there too, but unfortunately, just longevity isn't there right now. Well, yeah, she's only done one thing. I mean, one big thing, mind you. I realize, but one yeah. thing nonetheless. All tournaments, and then the big one, a uh, big U.S. Open last year. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? I mean, it's uh, I don't know. So we we've had some other Canadian promising Canadian tennis players, you know, kind of burst on the scene in recent years, and some of them haven't yeah. really panned out to you know amounted to much. So yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Uh, although, although the, although the other ones did not win a major 
Grand Slam championship. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. That, but and that's why the bar is set pretty high for Bianca right now. Yeah. And I mean, she's missed this entire year due to injury and wanting to stay safe because of COVID, not travel. And honestly, yeah, we- and, ho- and hopefully, well, 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 hopefully it's and hopefully it's more of the stay safe than the than the injury part. Yeah, because she did uh, get hurt uh, at the final tournament of the year last year, and that's why she didn't compete in the uh, Australian Open in January. But yeah, it was uh, I think it was just because of uh, COVID restrictions. Yeah, so so hopefully uh, she's in good health and is able to you know resume uh, whenever. Yeah, things resume. I guess. <laughs> I guess schedule is the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Do you have any questions before I dive into number eight? Yes. Yeah, so, what is your drink of choice today? Ah, drink of choice is Coke Zero, spiked with uh, Gretzky Wayne Gretzky's Red Cask, uh, Coke number ninety nine. Still a thing. Yep, Coke Zero is still a thing. It's now called Coke Z- Coca Cola Zero Sugar, and it's I a. Fun- was like a. I thought it was a fad. No, no, it, it's actually uh, it's actually quite popular because it, it tastes like Coke and it just it's like Diet Coke meets Coke because it doesn't oh, it yeah. doesn't taste like a Diet Pop. Oh yeah, yeah, I've had it before. I just I, I I honestly haven't really seen it very much on the shelves, uh, you know, in quite a while. So I, I yeah, where I work, uh, I uh, got a case for free because it just passed um, its uh, best before date. And they said take it home if you want. So last night I took a two four of Coke Zero home. Where was this? At work. Oh, at work. Oh, okay. Nice. I, I, I honestly thought it had gone the way of vanilla Coke, which... Actually, if you look my... for it, yeah, if you look for it, you can find it again. Van- well, vanilla Coke, yeah, they have it in some places, but it's not very common. Yeah. Well, re- well you remember back when we were, like, 20, uh, all the different types of, like, Cokes. Like, there was vanilla Coke and Pepsi, cherry, cherry Coke, Coke and Pepsi. Uh, uh, was it... There, remember there was Pepsi Blue? Yeah. Pepsi yeah. Blue was awful. I remember. Yeah, and there there was Sprite Ice, which tastes like cough medicine. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. It was too. supposed to be like the cool menthol flavor. No, it's like it tastes like cough medicine or toothpaste <laughs> or something like that. And, I, it uh, was awful. Yeah, my favorite of all time though was uh, was was vanilla Coke. And uh, what I actually do with my Soda Stream is I actually do I have a a diet cola. Soda stream, and I put pure vanilla extract into it, and it works. Oh yeah, how do you yeah. like your your soda stream? Oh, um, Dave and Colleen got it from you for my birthday about two years ago, and I uh, two three actually three years ago now. I absolutely love it. Um, you can just do if anything. You can also use just carbonated water and add as a soda water to top up for mixed drinks. Um. Plus, it comes with a bunch of different types of flavors as well, um, uh, regular and diet. Plus, so this uh, is a... from... sorry. Okay, so this is uh, the. Uh, okay, it's a soda maker. Okay. Yeah, basically, it carbonates water. Okay, so the sparkling water maker. Okay, and then you can yeah. get like like different flavors that will different syrups. Yeah. Okay, so it's like sparkling uh, flavored sparkling water, aka pop. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, basically, the the contraption itself makes the uh, water carbonated, and then you add whatever you want to it. it oh. SodaStream SodaStream makes their own syrups as well. Plus, you plus there are recipes if you look online, like Pinterest and stuff like that, where you can actually make your own. Oh, I see. 
Yeah. Well, I might, no, I, 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 not. I, yeah, no, uh, you can pretty much pick, you can pick it up anywhere, really. Even at Walmart, you can pick it up. Uh, well, uh, um, Kitchen Stuff Plus or any. Uh, hi, Taco. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have quite the mouthy dog. Yeah. Well, um, what is your drink of choice today, my friend? Um, I have uh, Highlander Scottish Ale, so it's it's actually oh. a new brewery I've never I've never tried before. From it looks like kind of just like near North Bay. Um, oh, okay. So on the other and, side of the park. Uh, yeah, yeah. For me, anyway. Yeah, definitely. So um, it's good so far. I've just had a couple of sips, but uh, I'm assuming it's a, I'm assuming it's a red ale. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It, I've it had a good. couple. Of, I've had a couple of Scottish ales. And they're really nice. Oh, yeah. uh, Storm Brewery out of London makes a Scottish ale that's really nice as well. Oh, nice. L- nice. London, Ontario. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, uh, as, 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 you know, all these, my friends know, I'm a big, big, big fan of, uh, you know, red ales. So, yeah. But anyway, why don't we get down to business? Oh, okay. So for my number eight, I'm going back to what we were just talking about with tennis, and I'm going to start off with uh, the pride of uh, Thornhill, Ontario, Milos Raonic. Okay. Probably the best male tennis player at this point this country's ever produced. Yeah, uh, probably. Well, uh, the the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, he's I mean, the it's... only. Okay, sorry, I'll let you go. Yeah, he's the only male tennis player in Canada who's won over 350 matches. Uh, he's, uh, when I did my notes originally, he's at, he was at 356. Um, he's he's over 360 now. He has a career winning percentage over 70. percent um, He has uh, was it say here? He has uh, eight career titles. Mm-hmm. Um, he made one Grand Slam. Uh, final and that was Wimbledon when he, uh, he got, got his uh, ass, ass handed to him and the highest he's ever and he's been the highest male uh, tennis player ever ranked in the world uh, a Canadian um, at number three in uh, 2006 um, he's still got one of the first, 2016 sorry thank you I was going to say I think 2006 uh, he was like a teenager he, yeah he was probably I think he was like 10 uh, um, yeah <laughs> he's got he's still got one of the hardest serves on tour that can go well over uh, 120 miles an hour um he's uh i mean like uh it seems like a lot of uh people that i like to cheer for he's gone through some injuries but he's starting to bounce back a little bit he's in the semifinals of a tournament in uh, st petersburg as we speak right now and uh, he's uh, climbing his way back up into the uh, top 10 in the world right now. And I figured with, uh, I mean, with, with me, uh, the number eight was, a, is always a tough one because you're okay. It's the start of the list and you're trying to see who gets bumped off and stuff. But uh, for who I had in mind, he was the only one who actually um, did more winning than not mm-hmm. in uh, of when I get to my honorable mentions, you'll understand. Um, I mean, he he's an excellent player on grass. Obviously, he made it to a Wimbledon final. You don't do that by fluke. Um, and uh, he's also an excellent player on the hard court. Unlike uh, pretty much uh, 
unless you're Rafael Nadal and maybe uh, Federer, you str- he struggled on clay. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's uh, my argument for – I know I'm probably going to get some heat on this. I really don't care. This is my list. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> you, get, but, you get some uh, heat from me, but, but, but you know what? Yeah, well, that's, that's fine, though. That's, that's okay. okay. You're, you're defending your list, and it's, it's fine. Um, I, okay. I no, Bring I, it on. When I say heat, I, I, all I, I don't really mean actual heat. Um, you know, I, I, I see your point. I think he, I think, uh, as of now, I think he probably is the best Canadian tennis player ever. Uh, I mean, that might change, uh, in the coming years. Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, he, you know, it's important to remember that, that prior to him, there, there've been, there, there was almost no one prior to him. Very, very, I mean, yeah. you know. Greg Rosetsky, before he uh, became a turncoat and played for Britain, was probably the best. Yeah, I mean, Canada has very little history of excellence in tennis. All, like almost, like sorry, prior to to Ronich, that is had almost yeah. none. So to say he's yeah. he's the best, I mean, it, it, you kind of have it's to set the bar. It, the bar isn't all set all that high. Yeah, I do understand that. He is a very good tennis player. Um, you know, and and, and yeah, I mean, he, ha- he has the three hundred fifty six and one hundred. 168 record all time. He's ranked 21st. This is actually higher than I thought he was ranked, to be honest, because he's really kind of faded away in the past two years. Um, yeah, he's battled he's battled injuries, especially with his uh, knees and his shoulders. Yeah. Unfortunately, the first thing I think of w- with Ronich is choker. You know, he he does very well, sort of in minor tournaments and stuff like that, or or kind of low seed you know, matches and, and major tournaments. Yeah. But it, it seems that whenever the pressure gets turned up and it seems that whenever he faces one of the, one of the top tier of elite tennis players, like uh, basically the, the big three, he, he just can't compete. Basically. He yeah. Fights. He's beaten. He's, he's beaten a doll once he's beaten Federer, I think once or twice, and he's never beaten Djokovic. Yeah. He, he, he kind of just is, is, is the, you know, like I said, I know this is going to sound harsh, but he's, you know, he's a bit of a choker. He, he's he's kind of like the, the like the Dodgers. Yeah, and and that's why uh, I think if he actually won a major or two, he'd probably be higher up on the list. Oh yeah, if he had won at least even one major, I I would be. Yeah, saying, or, or they call it, I guess, grand grand oh, slam grand in tennis. Slam, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be saying Steve. Why is he only eight? But uh, yeah, you know, but but and I, that's why and that's why he's uh, down there. Is that's why he's at number eight? Is because. He ha- he doesn't have a Grand Slam championship. Uh, like I said, he's only got one finals appearance. Yeah, and he's always um, been, he's always been kind of like the Dodgers. He's always been very good, you know, in kind of meaningless tournaments and you know, or or or, or uh, you know, uh, preliminary rounds and major tournaments. But as soon as the heat gets turned up, he's he like, ca- "Oops, yeah, I forget he- how to play tennis." <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, where you see the unforced errors, where you see. Uh, Mm-hmm. The um, the 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 simple mistakes that shouldn't be made. Exactly. Um, I mean, he can't. I mean, you always see Milos constantly go to the uh, quarterfinals or even say a semifinals. Yeah, he. he but there's just something from getting over the hump. Yeah, he 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 consistently, or at least he did. Um, you know, up until a few years ago, he consistently made it to like I would say, kind of the mid tier. Or maybe even sort of like the beginning of the upper tier of, of major tournaments, and then you know got bounced as soon as he ran into one of the one of the elites. 
Yeah, as I call it, used to be the big four with Andy Murray, but Murray's pretty much gone by the wayside because of injuries. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's still, I, I mean, for all these years with Joke, I mean, it was Nadal and Djokovic, or Nadal and Mer, uh, Federer, then it's now at the three of them. Yeah. And they've been on top of tennis for so oh, long. it seems like forever. I mean, it... it, it and still, I mean, Nadal won the French Open again for the 13th time. Yeah, it's incredible that we have seen, like, in our yeah. lifetime, we have seen three, like, generational tennis talents, you know, kind of all be competing with one another at the same time. It's incredible. Yeah, no, I mean, we're probably, I mean, these three, Djokovic, uh, uh, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, and Roger Federer, I mean, not only three of the greatest generation, they're three of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're all playing against each other, we're almost spoiled. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have been. Um, yeah, so that's my number eight. Uh, any more questions? No. <laughs> Um, no, no, I, th- I think it's good. Um, okay. So number seven, I'm going to take you back to the mid nineties when the entire country was ready to watch something that only lasted nine and a half seconds. Uh-huh. And we'll leave out the uh, impetus jokes right now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go back. I'm number seven. I'm going to go the pride of Oak- Oakville, Ontario, uh, Donovan Bailey. Right on. Uh, everybody knows what he did in Atlanta, two-time gold medalist, uh, set the world record while winning the gold medal in the 100 meters, erasing Canada's uh, shame, essentially, of Ben Johnson uh, eight years before. Yeah. Um, he also is a three-time world champion in the, uh, in the 100 meters. Um, his 9.84 world record is one of the lo- – since then, it's been the longest uh, world record up until um, Usain Bolt has had the record. No, I'm he had the sure record Maurice for Green beat it around two thousand ish. Yeah, he yeah. actually he had the record for three years, and yeah. um, uh, Maurice Green only held it for not much longer, and then no. it was kind of flip flopping until uh, Usain uh, the Human Lightning Bolt. Uh, just basically shattered every record. And he's had it for, and Usain Bolt has had it for about 12 years. Something that's, like that's that. Insane. Yeah. He's actually apparently in, that's um, insane. in, oh, yeah. Um, apparently he's actually had, uh, well, they've said, said in uh, warm ups, he's beaten that record. Oh, yeah. But wow. since they're not official races or anything, um, obviously the, they don't count. Wow. But go, but going back to Donovan Bailey, and like I said, um, I know where I was in 96 watching that uh, 100 meters in Atlanta. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I was in front of my – I was cheering on Bailey. And then when I see at the end, not only did he win the gold medal, but he actually set a world record doing it. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that had the, enti- uh, the entire country essentially um, beaming with pride uh, for the first time, like I said, since uh, Ben Johnson before he was caught. And then I remember they did that that kind of like this uh, I don't know this like, challenge thing with Michael yeah, Johnson. Yeah, like a, uh, a bit of a circus, because but... yeah, because uh, Be- Michael Johnson, for listeners who aren't aware, was the American who won the gold medal in the two hundred and four hundred meters. And even though traditionally it's the person who wins the hundred meters is considered the fastest man on the planet, uh, American media wasn't a big fan of a Canadian being dubbed that so they tried to throw the idea is michael johnson the fastest man yeah um 
so they did. They set up this uh, t- set up for TV uh, challenge at uh, at Skydome at the time, mm-hmm. and I think they, it was what June of ninety seven. Just creamed them. Well, it's because Michael Johnson came up limp uh, with a yeah, what he called a groin injury. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if he faked it or not, we don't know. Yeah, considering he started pulling up limp once Bailey passed him. Um, yeah. It's not for us to decide, even though most of us think that he faked it. Yeah, um, he may have. Yeah, I mean, from everything I've heard about the guy, that wouldn't be out of his character. I don't know anything about him, so I can't comment there. But... Yeah, I, I, I've just, I've just heard he, he's what the, a lot of people call the embodiment of American egotism. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My un. My my defecation doesn't stink, sort well, of deal. My favorite, my favorite is, and I mean, I was pretty young, so my memory is kind of hazy. But my favorite is they mm-hmm. did this like this press conference, almost like almost like kind of like a boxing sort of like press conference before a big yep. bout. And then so you have the two boxers who are like insulting each other, and almost trash. like a weigh-in. Yeah, like a tra- like a yeah. They were tra- so so him and him and uh, Bailey are trash talking each other. But I remember the best line that I heard Bailey drop is you aren't even the fastest man in Texas because I guess that's where he's from. Um, that, that That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing about uh, Donovan Bailey is he was also a good – not only was he just a great athlete, he also stuck up for not what uh, – not just for himself, or, but he also stuck up for Canada quite a yeah, bit when – when the American media was really trying to focus that, no, no, it's Michael Johnson, the fastest man. And Bailey said, no way. Yeah. hundred meter winner of the hundred meters is the fastest man on the planet. That's me. Watch the four by 100 meter relay and we'll shove it down your throats again. Let's do another race. And if it was the fastest man and he did. Yeah. And then if it wasn't Bailey, basically high stepping it for the last 10, 15 meters, he was on pace to set another world record. Yeah. For the four by one hundred men's uh, relay, yeah, because I remember, yeah, that, that that was kind of like something that kind of got overlooked from obviously what he did in the one hundred meter, but yeah, he he, he yeah. did great in that you know that other race, and uh, it's uh, yeah, as the yeah. as the as the anchor, yeah, he uh, anchored with uh, with Bru- Montreal's Bruni Cern. It's just it's too bad that his career wasn't longer. Um, like I think even for the standards of a sprinter who obviously don't have long careers. His career was a little on the mm. short side, which is probably well, why he was a seventh on your list, I assume. Yeah, I mean, he had three. I mean, three world championships because uh, he. That's um, true. Uh, but but don't forget, training back in uh, the mid nineties isn't what it is now. Yeah, I, I think where yeah, um, it seems like they they, run, they they go a little longer than they. Now, yeah, but, I mean, no, uh, was it uh, Usain Bolt actually did four Olympics? Yeah, but I can't tell if that's if, most sprinter. If, most sprinters only do. Yeah, two. I was gonna say, I think, I think that, I think in that case, uh, Bolt is just a freak of nature. Yeah, Bolt is almost like um, what's his name with uh, the American swimmer uh, Phelps, Phelps. Yeah, or yeah, Michael Phelps, where you can basically go as long as you want. Yeah, and I mean, but. Um, yeah, no, that's why I put Bailey again. Bailey would have been higher if he had the longevity, but pretty much from ninety, about say ninety four, ninety five to about ninety seven, ninety eight, he was uh, by far our, uh, Canada's rock star in track and field. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely was. I uh, I, I certainly 
was a big fan of his back in, in those days. And I still oh, am. For sure. I still am. I, I, what, what, oh, what I oh yeah. I, mean, is I always found him. Now, I did, I mean, I did hear, I do remember the story about how he crashed his car, and I think there was some alcohol involved. But nonetheless, I always really liked him. Yeah. I mean, we all make mistakes, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, any more questions? Um, no, no, no. Okay, so number six, I'm, it's the first woman on my list. Probably our best female Olympian of all time. Not just in the winter, but uh, summer games as well. I'm going uh, Clara Hughes, uh, six-time Olympic medalist. Yeah, you don't um, any disagreement from me on that one. Yeah, no, uh, two in cycling. She won two bronze in cycling. Um, and uh, four uh, in uh, long track speed skating in uh, uh, Vancouver, Salt Lake City, and Torino. And she won her um, bronze medals. Uh, where does it say? Well, she, won, uh, um, she won two bronze medals in Atlanta. Um, in, what, what, no, no, was it Atlanta? Yeah. Um, yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, there it is in my notes. Yeah. Um, road yeah, race in uh, something like that. Road race and time trial. Yeah, and time trial. And then in uh, Torino, she won four medals, uh, including mm-hmm. one gold, one gold, one silver, two bronze, and you know she's also yep. won two like Commonwealth Games. She won a gold, Pan Am Games. She won two gold. Uh, sorry, three golds in two different tournaments, and she's also won a gold in the World mm-hmm. Championship. Yeah, the only Canadian uh, to uh, medal in summer and winter games, and um, one of the few athletes just to do it overall. Yeah, um, I mean, because usually if you're training for Olympics, you're training for one sport and you're training for like three, four years. And, and, um, she, and she's going to Olympics on that, on that one sport. Exactly, and at this point, she's going every two years. Well, mind you, in this case, though, and she she did go. Between so uh, between Olympic appearances, though she went from ninety six to two thousand six. Yeah, uh, because it, because um, she had no Olympic appearances between Atlanta and Torino. No, two thousand two. She won a she won a bronze in Salt Lake City. Mm, I'm not seeing that here. Yeah, uh, that's what it says in my notes. Is she uh, won a bronze in Salt she, Lake City? Uh, I don't have my iPad. So I'm seeing in two thousand and two she won a at the at the. At uh, the Commonwealth Games. Uh, okay, because in my notes I have bronze in that SLC. Um, I, like I said, I don't have my iPad in yeah, front of me, unfortunately. No worries. Um, but yeah, I'll continue talking while you look that up. Um, and uh, she's been a great ambassador, not just for uh, the Olympic movement, not just for the amateur movement, mm-hmm. women in sport. But also, uh, she's the head of uh, her with Michael Landsberg are the heads of um, Bell's uh, Let's Talk initiative to combat uh, mental health. Um, because apparently she did battle through depression. Oh, I mean, she? you figure someone like her. Yeah, apparently it was pretty bad uh, after um, she uh, retired from amateur athletics. Um, oh, that's too bad. But, and you and you think someone who is successful at that why what they do have depressed about? Well, and that's the problem. Yeah, and that's the problem. We don't don't know enough about mental health. I mean, you see like celebrities like uh, Robin Williams and and celebrity chef Anthony Bourdain commit suicide yeah, because exactly. of depression. So it helps to have um, 
at least up here, uh, uh, a celebrity like uh, Clara Hughes talk about that and go, it does affect everybody. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, a multi-sport athlete and multi-sport Olympian and a multi-medalist <laughs> in summer and winter games, I had to find a spot for her on my list. And considering, like I said, she only won the one gold, and that uh, okay, was uh, you're right. in. Yeah, tur- you're right. Okay, so. Uh, okay. Yeah, she. So okay, so she. I don't know. what's weird. Is on. Yeah. Okay. So so in Atlanta. Yeah. So in Atlanta, she won two bronze. Then uh, she didn't do anything in '98 or 2000. Then Salt Lake City. She came back. She won uh, a bronze, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she didn't do anything at the 04 Olympics. So it looks like. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it, oh, 04 Olympics were uh, Athens, right? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, Athens. She, no, okay, so she didn't go to Athens, but actually, correction, she did go to Sydney. She didn't medal at Sydney, but she did compete in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she also competed at London, didn't medal either. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, the only, yeah, the only the- Summer Olympics that she medaled at was Atlanta. Um, was Atlanta, yeah. Um, I mean, not taking anything away from her, but she was definitely more of a, a much more yeah. dominant in Winter Olympics. Oh, for sure. I mean, she still competed, obviously, but yeah, her her bread and butter was uh, long track speed. Yeah, mind you, she did finish fifth uh, in one of the events at London. You know, in uh, sixth. Yeah, so she so she didn't miss the podium. Yeah, she didn't miss the podium no, by no. much. Yeah, and, and in Sydney, she finished uh, fifth as well. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's not as if she was uh, scraping the no, bottom. No. Yeah, so so she yeah. almost medaled in two summer Olympics. I mean, she still had a couple of of top tens, which again, in uh, in cycling, when there's probably what a couple of hundred people participating uh, in those races. Yeah, probably, possibly. Yeah, I, I, I would guess um, a top ten is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, no, exactly, um, and even in, in a top five, certainly as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, any other questions before I go on to number five? Uh, no, none, uh, none from my end. Okay, so we're going to me, the greatest Canadian basketball player of all time, and for some reason, the current head coach of the Brooklyn he's Nets, only, well, uh, Steve Nash. He's only six on your list? Five. Oh, five, sorry. He's only five on your list? Okay. Yep. Uh, once I go one through four, once I go through one for four, you'll understand. Like I, okay. Um, I, mean, I can think of obviously like like two big ones that I, I expect will be high in your list, but I, I okay. I I. Yeah. No. Um. I'll just go through uh, Steve Nash. Um. Uh. At the time, he was the highest drafted Canadian into the NBA when uh, Phoenix drafted him. I think it was what sixteenth overall. Like um. Finished with a career average of 14.3 uh, points and 8.5 assists a game. Uh, five, he won the um, assist per game championship uh, five straight five times. Two straight years, he had the highest uh, field goal uh, or free throw percentage in yeah, the NBA. The and oh god, yeah, him and Jose Calderon are probably the two big best. Um, sorry about that. Two uh, best. Uh, free throw uh, shooters in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and of course his claim to fame was the, the two, the back-to-back MVPs probably should have been a third because uh, the next year is when he actually had his best numbers. And for some reason they gave it to Dirk. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, Dirk's Dirt, yeah. another Hall of Fame. I'm not going to complain, but. I, I oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Dirk, no. You know. But they yeah, had, they but had, I mean, that was also the year. Yeah, I mean, he eventually got his title, and I guess that was what twenty eleven, uh, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, twenty ten when they beat uh, LeBron's uh, big three yeah, in Miami. I think that was her first, um, yeah, her first but, go with, with the Heat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then they they had the lockout shortened year. Heat won two straight, and yeah. so on and so on. But going back to Steve Nash, though, um, not only did the stuff he do for um, Phoenix and then to Dallas, then back to Phoenix, and then the ill attempt to win a title <laughs> with the Lakers, uh, that kind of really blew up in their face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, um, um, well, yeah, I mean, like, especially um, – not so much him. I mean, he was um, – I think he kind of hit his hit, – was that also the year that Carl Malone signed with uh, no, the Lakers, was, or was no, that, that no? That, that was, was after another ill-fated Lakers experiment. I mean, at least they made the finals that year. Um, yeah, it got shellacked yeah, by the Pistons, but yeah. Um, but, I mean, um, but yeah, no. This is when it was supposed to be Dwight what Howard. it was: Dwight Howard, Mark Gasol, Nash, Kobe, Meta World Peace, and, and uh, Steve I, Nash. I, I, I yeah, think, um, Dwight Howard was a, was the biggest disappointment on that team. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason. I mean, he finally won his title with the Lakers <laughs> this year, but the guy, the guy's floated around the NBA as as much as freaking. Um, oh yeah, He's I don't know. Like uh, teams. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think he. For some reason, I think he even had a cup of coffee at the Harlem oh, Globetrotters. I don't he, know why. He probably, but... <laughs> he probably was more playing for or something too. He's, he he seems like yeah, that probably type. yeah and still and, and still it still got. It yeah, still exactly. got traded, and then yeah, and then they got <laughs> traded to another team in North Korea. <laughs> um, it, it's uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, going so back- I think I think that move to, to the Lakers was, was kind of the beginning of Dwight Howard's downfall. It was, and um, but going back to Nash, though, that I think that was when we also realized Nash didn't no, have it he, anymore. He was, he was like, what made Nash so successful? Point, though, so I, I was kind of like, meh. You know, yeah, it was. I'm not, yeah, because remember mm-hmm. we were upset that the Raptors didn't get him, but then the Raptors traded for this mm-hmm. kid named Kyle Lowry, and oh, <laughs> yeah, the Raptors. And, and he was but going back to you know, um, yeah, exactly. He was back up to uh, well, was no, no, it no, Calderon at the time? Because like their, their their plan was to get Nash. Oh, he was a backup yeah. plan. Yes, yeah, because they lost out yeah, on Nash. Yeah, get Nash. They went balls to the wall to get him, and I really thought they were going to get him at one point, and was like. Yeah, a lot of people did. Guy like like Lowry, like okay, fine. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll be solid. A malcontent out of a malcontent out of the Houston out of the yeah, Houston like, Rockets. Put a, okay. Put a <laughs> Houston. I kind of thought, okay, he'll probably be like a solid point guard for them. Uh, probably. Well, the remember the plan was is to get just bodies to play so they can yeah, tank yeah. to get Thank Wiggins. God, they did not go with that friggin' plan. Oh my God, that would have been so bad. All I can say yeah. is, if that had happened, you the problem is I see probably not have a job right now. Well, the thing is, though, is I wouldn't be surprised if Wiggins goes off in Golden State now that the they're going to get the basically uh, Clay um, and Steph back. I don't think he'll go off, um, but I think he'll be probably the piece that. Well, he was starting to play when when Curry came back before the shutdown. He was actually starting to play pretty good in um, Golden yeah, State. He, 
Um, he actually had a de- he had a decent yeah, I mean, year last year. See it with him. Um, but I do. I yeah, no. It, with him, it's we need a bigger yeah, body of like, work I don't for think sure. He's ever going to become that superstar that a lot of people thought. But I think I think as far as Golden State, I think he probably uh, will end up being the piece they need um, to kind of reestablish themselves as a as a powerhouse. Like I don't know. Oh, I don't for know sure. They, I, well, um, but going back noticed, to, but they were ranked very high in no. the ESPN power rankings. Yeah, uh, the way too early yeah, the way before too early even power uh, but, free but agency I think starts power ranking. They have a healthy Clay and a healthy Curry. Like they will be, you know, the, like the Lakers will probably sweat a little bit. Oh yeah, and um, the Clippers seem like such a train wreck behind <laughs> yeah. the scenes right now. I mean, the sixth man of the year is a free agent, and uh, apparently the Raptors are actually really? considered the favorites to sign him. Um, really? Sorry? Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, he won the sixth man of the year. Um, yeah. Oh, shoot. Can you look that up for me? Well, Oh, I go back to Steve Nash for a second, though. Um, not only, like, say, was a great player on the court for uh, his NBA teams, he also represented Canada mm-hmm. extremely well, well especially yeah, in the 2000 Olympics. I think he had a... Yeah, um, because I think that was more a beef that he wanted to play under yeah, Jay Triano. Yeah, kind of falling out. And Basketball Canada went to, yeah, went to Leo Routens. Basketball Canada. So, uh, so it's Montrezl Harrell who won the six-man award. Montrezl yeah. Harrell, that's the name, yeah. Yeah, he's a free agent, and apparently he, he's already oh, told really? the Clippers wow. he's done. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty uh, – to me – Yeah. Uh, at least this is the, the stuff that's coming out. I mean, who oh. knows how much of this is true. But he's actually posted some Raptors stuff on well, um, social media. It's obvious um, that NBA players don't like load management and sabermetrics. And I'm glad, for, for I for one am glad to see that there's at least one league out there that, uh, you know, doesn't like it. Because I don't like it personally as a fan. I, I, I don't like it either. Um, I understand it in a way. Because it's almost a bit of a cop out, as opposed to a manager using yeah. their gut instinct. Um, okay, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, and I personally don't <laughs> care. Spicy um, Steve. Uh, I, yeah, spicy Steve. Here we go. Uh, game one, Toronto, Tampa. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going with this. Um, Matt Shoemaker tearing oh. it up. Uh, what do you do? Uh, th- uh, oh. Three, four shutout innings. A what? Mm-hmm. One hit. Sabermetrics say, since this is only second start since yeah. he came off the IL, oh, playoff game or not, second start, he felt fantastic, was dominating. Oh. They bring in Robbie Ray. To be fair, Robbie Ray actually did pitch yeah, pretty damn good like in that game. And gave up one run. Was, but, you know, it's solid. One, one, one unearned run on a – he gave up a triple yeah. and a wild and pitch, and that was it. But <clears> – <throat> But again, when also Shoemaker's a free agent and there's a good chance you want to bring him back, pissing yeah, him off if, is if probably not the right thing. Thinking, this is he that doesn't have confidence in me. This is you know this is a team that like they put me in. I pitch amazing. They still but the pro- like what we what, what the heck? But the problem is is he was told of this plan uh, and he knew it was going to happen regardless. because uh, basically the entire. This plan uh, was basically for Shoemaker to go uh, one time through the lineup, 
Ray to go one time through the lineup and um, and see yeah, where I we are from there. I think I think Thomas Hatch or somebody else was uh, scheduled to to go one time through the lineup. It's just I understand it because it's it's tough to adjust to a new pitcher when as opposed to you know what this guy's throwing next time through the order we know what to look for. However, though, I like I I uh, told with a guy on uh, on Twitter on a direct message. I'm old school. I like mm-hmm. it. Guarantee you, mm-hmm. in a million years, no way Cito Gaston no. or even Gibby no. pulls him. No, it... but since Montoyo is from the Tampa Bay Light or Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay Rays school Which I think of analytics, basically starting and, two innings, basically. Which is the and the only reason they started that is because the yeah. ownership was too damn cheap to actually pay for uh, starting pitching, so they just loaded up the entire <laughs> yeah, pitching yeah. staff with bullpen guys. It, sad, and that's exactly how the this opener, pardon my language, this opener sad, bullshit started. The worst is that they were they had some success doing it. You know, like, like they made it to. I can't remember. It was either the wild card yeah. game or the or the ALDS with that you know that format and yeah. You know, I mean, they got bounced early, but they made yeah. the playoffs nonetheless. So pro- I think other teams kind of looked at that and thought, "Oh, geez, well, we and should then, try this then." Yeah, considering it also saved yeah. injuries too. I, I I mean, that makes sense. I mean, considering also last year Tampa won the what like yeah. ninety two yeah. games. Um, so the opener. Th- the only reason uh, last year the Jays used the opener is because of injuries. Yeah. Um, Jays got decimated with injuries to the pitching staff, so a couple, uh, a handful of times they had to go the opener route just yeah. because they didn't have arms. This year, you notice the Jays yeah. hardly ever used the opener, um, unless it was basically their like twentieth game in uh, nineteen days or something like that, and they just need yeah, to give exactly. some arms but, a break. But, but, I mean, yeah, like, like um, I'm sure you recall that I had some very um, forceful opinions about that yeah. decision during the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah. But the, again, um, with the, the saber metrics analytics stuff, uh, like I said, I'm. It to me, yeah. it's a cop out for managers. Well. Don't blame me. Blame the numbers. Yeah. No, I'm going to blame you. <laughs> I mean, as much as I do like Charlie Montoyo, and I honestly do think he wins AL Manager of the Year by default because the Jays were the most surprising, t- positive surprise in the uh, AL, and that's how usually yeah. the Manager of the Year goes. Yeah. I mean, well, what's his face? And I mean, you could give it to Edgar Renteria, say, the White Sox. Oh wait, well, he got well, fired. Well, well the Raptors. <laughs> coaches of the year that have been fired as well who's getting coach of the year so there's you know there's there's there yeah but yeah I, there's I, a precedent I, for it yeah it's it's it, like i i really i i'm i'm not on the let's fire monto bandwagon like some people are but i oh I'm not on. No, I think he's. I think he's a pretty but good I really manager. Wasn't impressed with um, that move. Now I understand that that was uh, kind of a decision by committee, 
And that exposes, frankly, that exposes a real problem yep. with the Jays, in my opinion, because the because because people like the president, the GM, and stuff like that should not be meddling in in-game decisions. That should not be happening. You should be having people who have the judgment well, necessary well, to understand that in management and hire a, a you know a manager who they have the trust in to make you know the right decisions. <laughs> To be fair, though, this was Montoyo's idea, and he knew it was controversial, and he oh, ran it by Shapiro okay, and Atkins. Fair enough, because he probably knew that he, he okay, so that's yeah, so that's how happened. this happened. He knew that he was going to get crucified yeah. then for it, and uh, yeah, and he uh, ran it by Shapiro oh, and Atkins okay. to get their approval. And it was a I, I, I mean, it didn't. It wasn't. It didn't yeah. end up being as disastrous as it could have been. It but didn't cost him the game, not by, But it was still yeah. a very. Bad it didn't cost him the game, and, and for me, it 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 really shook my faith in him um, as a fan of the team. It yeah, really did. I mean, yeah. Um, I was when my uh, I was when I had Thanksgiving with my parents last week. Uh, my mm-hmm. dad, who's a big Jays fan as well, uh, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't <laughs> a big fan of I it either. Um, just for an outs, yeah. But yeah, going. <laughs> let's go back to Steve now. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, like you said, what he, and, uh, I mean, he was actually also general manager. Uh, I think he is still general manager of the Canadian national oh, basketball oh. program. And yeah, I think he's actually, I mean, Jay Triano is uh, back Nick as manager or as head coach. Nick Nurse, a coach or something. Sorry. Oh, Nick Nurse is the coach. Yeah. But Triano oh, came back, but okay. now Nick I, Nurse sorry, is the years ago. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Triano did come back yeah, after Leo right. Routens yeah, for a short time. Yeah, he had a yeah coached the Raptors until after. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it was after was Sam Mitchell. No, the interim coach before. Um... He, he, yeah, he was a yeah. bit of a lame duck. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he's st- he's still coaching in the NBA. I think he's oh, still an assistant coach I mean, in the I NBA think, I somewhere. He was a good coach, and I think he could have done um, yeah. good things in the NBA if he yeah. had come into better circumstances. But uh, you know he he, he inherited a yeah. shitty team, and um, they ended up being a shitty team. And yeah, exactly. I think, he, like I said, I think he was a, he was a yeah. lame duck coach, unfortunately. Um, but um, with Steve Nash now, um, I don't. Uh, he, I mean, he also has outside passions. He, I think, he's co-owner of uh, Tottenham Hotspur uh, Premier League yeah, team in the, in England, and they're. They're well, a top, they're a top five or team, something like that, or father played pro soccer or so, something like that. Like there's kind of stuff, like there's some kind of soccer yeah. angle in this family. Um, well, remember that one uh, slam dunk competition? I think it was with uh, Amari, where he actually did like oh, the yeah. back heel uh, flip of the ball, yeah. uh, like that. a soccer move. Yeah, no, he soccer. I mean, and he's also done practices with the Vancouver oh, yeah. Whitecaps. So, I mean. He's he's got he got a bit of soccer skills. Mm-hmm. Basketball is always his number one. I mean, I know he's going to be in the same division as the Raptors mm. next year. The next, so gonna, I, well, but I do wish him all the best. To watch, you know. I mean, it's like it's a fun. Story oh God, yeah. Um, uh, it's it's, it's going to be hard for me to root against. Yeah, because I because I love Steve Nash. Um, yeah, and, and I've also always. Oh yeah, you and me both. I lo- I've loved KD too since uh, he was drafted second overall by uh, yeah. the Seattle SuperSonics. And, and, 
And he was in, he was their last he was the supersonics yeah, exactly. last first and overall think, pick. Like like I said to you a few days ago, I think he's gonna bounce back. I think he's gonna be fine. And I think and I think you're gonna have a very nervous, I hope very so. anxious uh Celtics and Raptors um, you know, about playing in the same division as Kevin Durant. Yeah, the Atlantic Division as a whole, because now that uh, was it, uh, Doc Rivers uh, got yeah, the um, Philly I, job, I, right? I, I personally don't think. Yeah, let's see if he can get Simmons well, and Embiid on the same page, and maybe they can yeah, actually I, win I, a freaking road game. I, I think they're, you know, they're. I, I think those two guys are a bad fit. Um, I, I think on their own, they're a bad fit on any team because they both have very questionable attitudes and they both have limitations in their game. Um, and they mm. don't have anything else beyond those two players. You know, they, they mortgaged the farm to get a rental a couple of years ago that didn't work out. Mind you, they did do pretty well, you know, in, in the playoffs, but it didn't work out. And yeah, they pushed the, they pushed the, the brink. what ended up being the champions to the, yeah, exactly. The, to the brink. Yeah. But um, they, I mean, I was saying from day one, once yeah. Butler left, they're going to miss him. But also, yeah, they miss thought, JJ Redick something fierce too. Bad move to uh, putting that like giving giving um, yeah. uh, Tobias Harris and Al Horford the kind of money they like like it, the, the thing. Oh, that was such that, a bad contract. I, I'm actually very surprised they haven't fired Elton Brand yet because I think he's the real, um, you know, he he's the guy who deserves to fall in my opinion. Oh. I think uh, once they let the coach go, that was his last um, yeah. bullet in his gun. I think uh, now that he's got his own coach now, um, yeah, I, I think you this know, is all on him. Another season and see how it goes, and I don't think they'll be very good. I think they'll have a similar result as last year, and um, yeah, uh, un- uh, unless they pull an ace or two out of their uh, out of their hat and do something, well, that's true. no one's expects in free agency. Yeah, no. I mean, they they might they might compete with the Raptors depending on um, the Raptors we get. D- depends yeah, what I happens mean, to I, the I, Raptors I in free agency too. Uh, I also don't know like how much tank, sorry, how much gas Lowry has left in the tank either. Um, and I think that was part of why they were ranked eleventh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And ESPN's way too early rankings, yeah. But don't forget, though, ESPN has been ranking Kyle Lowry worse and worse, yeah, and, and, and he just, keeps seeming to be getting better of, and better. Because of his age. I think I think every year they're kind of like, okay, fine, he had a good season yeah. last year, but we don't think he's going to do this again. Yeah, they, they, this they, is the year he drops off. And it's eventually yeah, this is the year. It's just a yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah, this is the year he drops yet, off. And, know, but but it will happen eventually. Sorry. Um, yeah. It, it will. It yeah. happens to all the greats, exactly. like Steve Nash. Right now, you know the other, the other, the other angle is that uh, pa- Pascal Siakam, you know, isn't good enough. At least not as not 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 at, not if you want him to well, be a fran- franchise player, he's not good enough. You know, and and and, and I think and I, and yeah. I think the Raptors not yet. To blame for that too. I think they could have scouted a little better than what they did and mm-hmm. recognized that this guy is still a, is still a kind of a work in progress. And you know, and and in that, it's not really the right time for him to have that kind of role. But unfortunately, they made a different decision, and here we are. Um, but I, I think I think uh, in order for the Raptors to take a step forward, I think he's going to have to achieve some significant growth. Yeah, um, uh, it. I really want to know what the NBA's yeah 
plan for next season is. Uh, the NH, there's rumors for the NHL that they're going to be yeah. doing a Canadian division and then three American divisions. Um, and that they won't merge the two until oh, yeah. basically the conference so finals. And that seems to. Well, that, that, I, it doesn't I, look I, like I, it. Um, as long as the as long as there's border restrictions, it doesn't um, look like and, it. And, 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 and depending, on yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with the November, seven. I'd be okay with them never facing American teams. Yeah, essentially, until there's a basically a mm-hmm. conference final where you don't really have a choice. Um, no, uh, but um, with the NBA, unless they do what baseball did and basically move the uh, yeah Raptors to Buffalo, well, that's true. Um, yeah, you're right. Or Columbus or yeah, something like that, that. A team that's yeah. close to the border. Uh, um, there's two. There's basically two options for the NBA next season. Raptors play in Buffalo like the Blue Jays did and just travel amongst the United States, sort of like what baseball mm-hmm. and the, the NFL is doing right now. Or, or you go back, you go to a bubble again. And I don't know if uh, Flor- Disney is big enough I doubt it to is. hold a bubble for 30 teams. Pl- unless they do an East West well, thing, yeah. one bubble it, in it, California, it, 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 one bubble in Florida. Like five bubbles. Uh, or something like that, or but just yeah, do two: an Eastern five. Conference and a Western because Conference. How many, how many teams were in the NBA bubble this year? Like, I like at its peak. Uh, okay. 20, 22 or something like that. Because remember, yeah, there was the okay. eight so, games so beforehand. Then the team bubble would work, um, or should work anyway. Yeah, I think yeah, fifteen team fifteens. Uh, because because you've got a Disney compound. Yeah, I think yeah. I believe Whatever. out in California. Uh, and then you've got the Disney compound in Florida, which they've yeah. been using for the last exactly. uh, two, three months. Um, but but the but the NHL. So though, that, yeah, hopefully that works. Makes sense because you can't have you can't have six Canadian teams go to Buffalo and play or seven rather. Sorry, in addition seven. to the Sabers. So, um, yeah, yeah, if you call that an NHL team. Well, Sorry, you know, Taylor I, Hall does I, I not make you an NHL team. Eichel um, is an exciting narrative. Yeah, no, I mean, Buffalo, <sighs> they've got three really good forwards in Eichel, um, Hall, and Jeff Skinner. But after that, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, but oh, yeah. any more questions yeah, on Nash I before I go to the uh, second half um, of my list? Nope, I'm good. Okay, number four, um, the greatest defenseman okay, in yeah, uh, in yeah. hockey history, Bob Yor. Um, the, he didn't even play seven hundred games uh, because of his uh, knee injury. He, pl- as a defenseman, he played six hundred and fifty-seven games, had two hundred and seventy goals, six hundred and forty-five assists, um, two-time Stanley Cup winner, nine-time All Star, yeah. and he only played ten seasons. Um, won the Calder uh, Trophy for Rookie of the Year in 1967. Three-time Hart Trophy winner uh, for League MVP. Eight-time <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Defenseman mm. of the Year, which is the, Nor- mm. the Norris Trophy. Two-time mm-hmm. Art Ross, which is a league scoring champion. Only That's defenseman a- to win a league scoring title, and he did it twice. 
Yeah, and he was a two-time well, Conn Smythe winner, which is MVP that. in the playoffs. Um, some people say that he's the greatest player. Ever. No, go my on. dad used to say that, and 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 the fact that that some. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the the debate and the fact it depends people, who you ask. It really does. When he only played ten seasons, um, is a real testament to uh, you know to how good yeah. he was. Yeah, I mean, his knee problem started uh, in after his yeah. like third or fourth year in the league. Um, and the funny part is, is nowadays, basically his knee injury yeah. was his a deteriorating ACL. Um, yeah, from everything oh, yeah. I've read. Nowadays, exactly. he'd miss a well, year, come back imagine, good as new. Can you imagine though if he had played maybe fifteen uh, seasons? I, so 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 in that scenario, do you think oh, Rusty God. would be an uh, considered the greatest player ever? Oh yeah, it, it would be a fierce. The debate player. would be bigger. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it it'd be almost a one and one a kind of deal. Maybe still is, depending on who you who yeah. you ask and when they grew up. Um, if you were born in oh, the fifties and sixties, you'll say adamant. Bobby Orr's the greatest. If you were born in the uh, yeah, if you were born in the late sixties, early seventies, uh, when so you were about ten, twelve, when Gretzky uh, started I, to come I around, you'll say Gretzky's the greatest. Of an outlier, and I, I used to um, throw in the what about Lemieux? Exactly, uh, and then you're our generation, and probably the best pure player we've seen before Ovechkin, McDavid, and and Crosby, yeah. and even Malkin to to an extent, is Mario. Um, if he didn't get cancer and then took a couple of years off, the guy was still averaging points per game right up there with Gretzky. Um, yeah. if you look at his points per game status. Yeah. 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 Well, exactly. Um, but and, 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 and with I Bobby or, or I've made the case that, you know, if he had played as many games because he had a shortened career as well, if he had played as many games as Gretzky, uh, you know, he would have had, he would have had, I think as many points at least. And who knows if he was actually healthy, some of those Bruins teams in the late seventies might've actually won yeah, a Stanley well, cup against yeah. Montreal <laughs> and might've actually gotten yeah, uh, Don Cherry, his, uh, his Stanley cup. Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. A healthy Bobby Orr. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to give uh, our listeners an idea of basically the technology there was to treat an injury like or had go to the hockey hall of fame in Toronto. It, it I don't think it's open now because of the restrictions. Uh, it did reopen when Toronto went back into, went into phase three. Yeah. I don't know if it's open now that because of the revert, but Bobby Orr's knee brace is there. I remember seeing it years ago and basically it's a couple of pieces <laughs> of pla- of PVC yeah, with it some basically dental floss. Oh yeah, no, it was like two p. It was like two <laughs> pieces of PVC tubing uh, across the top of the knee and the bottom, and yeah. it was connected by a look like dental floss, um, next to nothing. And that was a knee brace yeah. back in the in the seventies um, when my dad had his uh, knee replacement last year, and his knee brace. Basically, yeah, it was a yeah. giant piece of metal. <laughs> so it's uh, it's amazing what technology has gone through in the in the last yeah. 40, 50 years. But 
I mean, Bobby well, Orr, easily the greatest defenseman of all time. And I think if I they renamed the Norris Trophy the Bobby Orr so listen to Trophy, this, no that, one would bat an eye. For his career, um, he was a plus 582. Okay. And for a defenseman to be a plus, even back then when scoring was uh, at a rate that we'll never see again, to be a plus even 30, 35 uh, a season, yeah. or even for a career, was nuts. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone has polarizing opinions of, of Don Cherry, who was Bobby Orr's coach for most <laughs> yeah. of his career. Um, but say what you will about oh, Cherry as as political leanings go. As a coach, he he was probably the second best coach of, in the NHL in the 1970s. Leanings um, and and focusing on his, kind of his hockey knowledge more recently, I I think it, it became pretty obvious that uh, you know even before he kind of like went a little bit crazy, um, yeah, like I I think kind of the game had passed went off the handle. You know, yeah, but back in the 70s though, when we say when Cherry was the coach of the Boston Bruins. He was probably the second best coach in the league. He actually did win the mm-hmm. um, Jack Adams Award for the coach of the year. Um, and Cherry will say Bobby Orr is mm-hmm. definitely the best player he's ever managed, and the best. And again, from people mm-hmm. that generation, probably the best player of all time. Best defense. I'll keep on saying it till the cows come home. Best defenseman of all time, and I don't think a defenseman no. will ever come close. Probably the best defenseman we've seen since yeah, Bobby Orr maybe, might yeah, be there, Nicholas Lindstrom. There, there have definitely been a few good ones, um, like Pronger, yeah. Chelios. But for as long as I mean, well, for Chelios. longevity Chelios. and prominence, Nick he Lindstrom. Until he was like fifty. Practically. There's Chelios, but uh, say Link. Yeah, but if you just go by like, I mean, yeah. staying Lindstrom. as an elite defenseman. Uh, Nick Lidstrom, to me, I mean, would probably be the best defenseman probably since Bobby Orr. I mean, you've had some good ones, especially with the Islanders and the Oilers. Paul Coffey. Uh, and, hell, uh, I'm not even going to include Scott. Yeah. Yeah, Paul, Co- oh, Paul Coffey. God, yeah. Probably yeah. the best offensive defenseman since Bobby Alec Orr. Al McInnes was a really good one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Sir Al McInnes, as I like yeah. to call him, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, probably the hardest shot for a defenseman yeah. with a wood stick I've ever seen. Um, I mean, with a wood stick, he could yeah. still crank it up to over a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, there's been some really excellent defensemen since Bobby Orr, obviously. But like you said, I don't think anyone could even touch what Orr did because not only was he a great offensive defenseman, he was still an excellent in his own zone defenseman for the times. Um, like he still was, he still blocked shots. He still took guys out in the corner and then he'd go and start a rush from his own net and, uh, behind his own net. And uh, half a second later, there's a face out yeah. at center ice because he did an end to end rush and scored. Um, the pride of Perry sound. And if, I don't know if anyone has driven through Perry sound, mm-hmm. but basically it mm-hmm. is Bobby Orville. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's like huge signs. It's like Perry Sound, the home of, hometown of Bobby Orr. Oh, um, even a town called And the Orville. one thing I'll give Orr credit for is he's actually done. No, a- so your Perry Sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a space yeah. Cell. I mean, it's, it's a probably named space after space him. Cell, but it, um, it, it's but... suspiciously close to Paris Allen. <laughs> but to be fair, also what Bobby Orr has done after his career is he oh, is he's an agent now. He's an NHL oh, player okay. agent. Oh yeah, uh, I, I think even Connor McDavid's one of his uh, clients. No, he's a, he's a, he's a play, he's a full out player agent, got, oh. like with uh, Don Meehan and all those guys. Um, and up until this year, him and uh, Don Cherry still uh, coached the uh, top prospects game, um, which took the top forty North American ranked prospects uh, who were going to be drafted that year and basically oh, divided yeah. them up yeah. in a Team Cherry versus Team Moore, uh, mm. pros- uh, mm. basically talent showcase. Uh, and they've been doing those for years. So, I mean, he's still keeping his head in the game. He still knows what's what. And considering he's been retired for yeah. what, uh, well over 40 years. Oh, yeah. Um, good for him for keeping his head in the game and still, re- well, he was the youngest still player being a huge part of it. Of 31. I mean, Exactly. Yeah. What I mean, the NHL didn't have the rule that it does uh, now, where you have to wait years, uh, what five yeah. years for retirement. Well, it's because it, I think it was the year after he retired. Actually, no, it was the year after he retired. They rushed him in. It. Um, and he he's 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 only the he's only the eighth yeah. player to ever have the three year period waived. Um, the next two being uh, Lemieux and Gretzky. Um. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, uh, uh, Gretzky was the last one. No longer be waived under any circumstances, except for certain humanitarian circumstances, yeah. whatever that means. Well, because um, Mario Lemieux is the actually only player to ever yeah. be inducted in the Hall of Fame and and then play because <laughs> yeah. they waived the period for him. He came back uh, yeah. in, I guess it was what the ninety eight ninety nine season. Um. Yeah, it was against the Leafs uh, and uh, beat the helped beat the Leafs five nothing, and he actually scored a goal. <laughs> fucker, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, fucker. <laughs> and then he actually yeah. bought the freaking team, uh, and he's partially to thank you know, for the like for the Penguins actually staying in Pittsburgh. Player in his second uh, uh, stint. Oh god. Yeah, no, Lemieux was a freak of nature. Um, like I said, if he didn't have the the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma back in 94 um, and then took time off because basically he hated yeah. where the NHL was going, becoming a clutching well, grab league. Um, <laughs> if he played through that, I mean, he would – He, de- I mean, a lot of people don't like how he left the first time and won't put him top five of all time. I still put Lemieux yeah. probably number three all time right now. Um, well, I I, I open top but, three for sure. Um, like in in his um his but, his comeback season two thousand two thousand one yeah. at the age of thirty five. Yeah, he played he played forty three games and he That's had seventy six okay. points. Yeah, and remember, you remember right, right, in a clutch and grab league. Like, like you know, back then that's still incredible. Team. Like Matt Sadi would probably get seventy six points in an entire season in that era. <clears throat> yeah. Well, back then, yeah. also that era, yeah, forty so goals won you the scoring title or the goal title, basically, in the clutch and grab era. <laughs> yeah. No. 
Yeah, or yeah, was what yeah. I like to call uh, the dead puck era. Like, like, yeah. Basically, from about 90, 90. Yeah. When did the Devils win their first cup? 95? 95 yeah. to the year long yeah, lockout. Have 80 style so, about a 10 year period, essentially. Yeah. Which is nuts. But yeah, Bobby Orr, not only greatest defenseman of all yeah. time, greatest Boston Bruin of all time. No. I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Um, as much as it pisses off Habs fans to say, well, definitely one of the greatest Bruins sure of all time. Got over it. Um, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're just looking at yeah, all the exactly. championships they won in the late 70s and going, oh, that works. Uh, <laughs> um, no, um, the only any more questions I before I go to the top three? Can't answer. Is why the hell... In 0203, he had 91 mm-hmm. points of 67 games played, and he only finished 15th. He finished, fi- yeah, Lemieux. Oh, sorry. and he finished. Uh, sorry, yes, I'm talking. Oh, uh, Lemieux. I, I, I went down a rabbit hole from you. Um, sorry. Uh, he 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 finished 15th. In <laughs> That's like, fine. What the frig? Anyway, I think it's because he had he already had a few heart trophies, and they were looking to split it up. And also, he was still playing with Yager at the time. And the Hart Trophy yeah, is most valuable to your team, as opposed to most valuable in the league. He, he, the NHL is the only one that actually really defines it trophies, as most valuable to your I'm team. More. Yeah. Uh, Lemieux is because yeah, he also sure. played it with uh, when Gretzky was at his peak, too. Uh, I, and I really think yeah, that's the only reason that stopped sure. him is because he was playing with Gretzky at his peak. Um, uh, no, no. But any uh, more questions about uh, the Pride of Perry Sound? Okay, I'm going to go right now. Number three, the top female Canadian athlete of all time, yeah. uh, Miss Christine Sinclair. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Uh, three-time Olympic bronze medalist. Oh, by the way, she scored more yeah. goals than any other player in international soccer history. Um, men's or women's. Uh, over 186 international goals. Um, the best uh, soccer player this country's ever produced, um, male or female, uh, mm-hmm. basically put Canadian women's soccer on the map, an icon for mm-hmm. women, for little mm-hmm. girls across this entire country. Um, single-handedly make made yeah. women's soccer relevant in this country. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Um, it was a really tough mm-hmm. time with her and uh, Bobby Orr. And the only reason I put mm-hmm. her ahead of Bobby Orr is because the impact she's made um, in modern times when there's so many distractions and women's athletics, it's... St- it's really starting to obviously hit the for the main mainstream over the last uh, say 10, 15 years. And between her and Haley Weckenheiser, who mm-hmm. bugged me to leave her off the list. I it was between her and Sinclair, but there was so many, so many great Canadian women's hockey players that uh, like with her, um, Angela well, James, uh, sorry, like I said, the list can go on. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think she's, uh, sorry, Haley Wickenheiser is the best, though, by far. Oh, yeah, by far. But mm-hmm. I, I'm also going with uh, like a bit of an ambassador. And like I said, Christine Sinclair, like I said, 
by to me uh, it's because women's mm-hmm. soccer is still more competitive than women's yeah. hockey. Just just two countries. Um I mean Canada like yeah uh, actually it's gotten to about maybe four now. If you throw in Finland and you Switzerland, mean Sweden or Switzerland? Uh, maybe to make it a, a four, because actually, Sw- actually make it five, because Sweden, Finland, and Switzerland are all. I mean, actually, it wasn't uh, Finland actually just beat Canada not too. I think last winter. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I mean, women's Canada, women's uh, hockey Canada is going through a bit of a bit of a turnover, but. Um, uh, with Chris, Christine Sinclair, she's mm-hmm. always been the foreground for women's soccer in this country. Um, they set 186 international goals, a record for any international player ever. Mm-hmm. She beat Mia Hamm's record mm-hmm. last year. Um, and um, this, I don't know what else to say. As a three-time Olympic bronze medalist, uh, considering Canada is, I've been ranked in around ninth, 10th in the world. Uh, I think we all admit they got royally mm-hmm. screwed in, I guess it no, was, what, 2012? I just thought it was a um, against the Americans. Oh. Well, now, didn't the ref make a controversial call or something like mm-hmm. that? That was a really bad call. Um, I remember. I think it was, it was 2012. Um, and, and, and to be honest with you, I don't. Yeah, think it was an amazing game, but uh, the team that she played, we, the Canada team, I don't think they were that good. Um, I just think she. I, I. No, I know, I, I know they were ranked high. No, Canada was ranked. Team was Canada's good. been. It's just she elevated them that much because of her presence. And and that's what made her. Yeah, but, and that's what uh, again, that's what makes her so they can never really go damn dominant the women's World Cups. And I I think it was just because like they they were kind of a one well I almost said one man but yeah. one woman team. One yeah um definitely and uh, I mean Canada's ranked yeah, yeah. usually like, eighth, I, 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 like, between eighth and twelfth in the world, world. But, but it was, it was um, just kind of basically because of her. Yeah, they've got a few. Oh, well, was it in the last Women's World Cup? Um, that was the one here in Canada. Uh, was it another Canadian woman? I can't remember her name. Um, actually, got like um, an award. Uh, she actually made the all uh, all tournament team, and it wasn't Sinclair. It was another girl. Uh, it, was a, yeah. it was like her first time on Team Canada or something like that. Uh, she was a black woman with dreadlocks. Um, Honestly, I, I'm sorry, I just can't remember her name. But uh, Canada, Canadian women's team has some really good up-and-coming players. Um, unfortunately, the coach for the men- women's team is now taking over the men's team to for the latest one to for that project. Um, I think it's because uh, yeah. Canada's going to be hosting a World Cup in uh, 2026, and so they want yeah, exactly. uh, Greg Varney uh, to be the coach it. of it. The name sounds familiar. Um. Yeah. Any questions about Sinclair no, before I go to my um, uh, number two? I mean, Canada. Yeah, Canada advanced around to sixteen last year and lost. Like it was okay. I mean, they're they're like they're okay at women's soccer. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. Canada women's soccer is not. It's not a joke like the men's team is. Um, they're they're a respectable team. 
to win three straight bronze because Olympic soccer and women's is a lot different than men's. Um, women's soccer in the Olympics is a true best on best. Men's not so much because there's a lot of European countries paying these guys a lot of money. And there's a lot more money yeah. invested in the men's game than the women's, unfortunately, right now. So the guys basically aren't risking getting hurt yeah. for the Olympics mm. when for playing for free as opposed to playing well, for I, I, millions I, I, of euros. Are you sure, though? Tens of billions of euros. Examples of, of like top-tier men's players being like, yeah, no, I, I don't want to play in the World Cup. I'm good. Has that happened? Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm talking about the Olympics. Yeah. I'm talking about the Olympics. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, men. World Cup is a little different. Um, right. World sorry, Cup because it's the prestige. Different. The Olympics yeah, is a men, little different. Men's Olympic soccer is a joke for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when a country like exactly. Iraq can compete for a bronze medal, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So. Here is where I know I'm going to take the most heat I've already had from my dad. Uh, I'm going to go Roy Gretzky number two. I'm curious. Um, What was your dad's argument? uh, Oh, okay. He should be. He thought Gretzky should have been number one. I I was really flipping between Gretzky. I don't think the person who I think is going to be number one should even be. Yeah, I mean. uh, Yeah, and that's where no, no, yeah, yeah. that again is my no, list. I don't care if you don't like it. I got two words for you. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got two words for you. Suck it. Uh, um, no, I mean, I'll quickly go over Gretzky's he accomplishments. Uh, played on almost fifteen hundred career games. Yeah, he, de- yeah, decent. Um, Nine hundred uh, and eight hundred ninety-four goals. Uh, just a, a 27 uh, yeah. assists shy of 2,000 assists. Uh, a hundred. I mean, the guy was 143 <laughs> points that's, away that's from 3,000. <laughs> that's the, 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 yeah, that's, that's <laughs> absolutely insane numbers. I mean, the 15-time All-Star, five-time Lady Bing Award, nine-time Hart Trophy. 10-time so Art Ross, very large, four Conn Smythes, two Stanley Cups. <laughs> oh, his trophy case is freaking reinforced. Oh. Uh, well, apparently, most of it, the trophies he has is actually still at uh, his uh, old man's house in uh, Brantford. Um, yeah, apparently, Walter's, yeah, uh, Walter's basement is wild. essentially uh, a museum. And actually, oh, belated happy, happy birthday, birthday to Walter Walters. Gretzky. He actually just had a birthday not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Canada's hockey dad. Um, I mean, we all go with – we all know Gretzky. Uh, played for the Sioux Greyhounds, signed with the Edmonton Oilers when they were in the WHA. Uh, jo- um, so he was technically never drafted. Uh, signed a 20-year contract with the uh, Edmonton Oilers the WHA when they came into part. the NHL. And then eventually came into the oh, NHL. Okay. 20-year contract, yes. Yeah, and then when that contract... And then um, uh, when he joined with... The Edmonton Olders joined <laughs> the NHL, they had to renegotiate the contract. Uh, 
to fit to NHL parameters. Um, and then, uh, like I said, one made it to a cup final in uh, 83, lost to the Islanders, 184-85. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost to the Kings in that miracle on Manchester in 86. 187-88. And then the probably the mm-hmm. most famous trade mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. NHL history. When he got fl- him and Marty yeah. McSorley got flipped to the LA Kings in the summer of '88, um, then uh, uh, played one more Stanley Cup final with the Kings in '93. Uh, got smoked by Montreal in five, even though um, three of those five gate, uh, yeah. three of their uh, four losses were actually in overtime. So I mean, they weren't they didn't get shellacked, yeah. but they always came up short and that was the year Montreal won the Stanley cup. There's 16 wins. I think uh, nine of them were, or like 10 or 12 of them were. Yeah. They won a bunch of those uh, games in overtime. Yeah. Well, once you got to the 61st minute, there's no way you're beating Patrick wall. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, even Gretzky has said his best game he's ever played in his entire career was game seven (laughs) against the Leafs in the 93 conference finals. I, I had to. Uh, there was actually, and then obviously in '96 yeah. oh, yeah, he got traded that. to St. Louis, yeah, he, he beat really the Leafs was, again. Uh, he really didn't want the Leafs. Um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And then uh, the summer of '90s. Actually, I personal note. I actually got to see oh, Gretzky no play against the Leafs live at Maple Leaf Gardens. My first ever. Yeah, my first ever Leafs game. Um, my dad got me tickets for Christmas, uh, Christmas '95, to see uh, Kings at oh, Leafs nice. in the Reds at Maple Leaf Gardens. The only hockey game I got to see at the Gardens. Um, yeah, no, this is treat of a lifetime. Um, so Gretzky versus Gilmore at Maple Leaf Gardens, in, um, oh, nice. February 1996. I still actually have the tickets done. Um, and uh, Leafs did win that game, but I got to see Gretzky score a goal. I got to see Gilmore <laughs> score a goal, and I got to heckle Kelly Rudy. So my night was complete. Um, but then uh, it was actually right after that game was where the yes. Gretzky trade rumor started because he was going to become a free agent. And then, um, yeah, and he played like he got weeks. flipped to the Blues uh, at the trade deadline and too. signed with the Rangers. Uh, <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was his – because he was signing one-year deal with the Rangers. Um, oh, yeah. Even when Messier left for Vancouver, he still signed with the Rangers. Because um, his last year, he actually wanted to play for the Leafs. He actually had a deal done. But the owner, um, who uh, Steve Stavros, who was the – Harold yeah, basically came from the Harold Ballard School, didn't think Gretzky was worth it. Uh, and then he – yeah, the owner of Knob yeah. Hill Farms himself. The only good thing he did was actually form MLSC. Um, the partnership yeah. with the Raptors, which a lot of people think probably saved the Raptors from moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Air Canada Center happened. But um, And Gretzky mm-hmm. ended up retiring yeah. in 99 uh, after the 98-99 um, season with the Rangers. Um, and then and it was also the last player to get well, the exempt, exemption uh, waiting period to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. In LA. 
and remember, like, like he still had probably another like five or six years left in, in the league. Um, he kind of reinvented himself and became more one one of these kind of low goal goal mm-hmm. scoring high assist players. Yeah, he kind of became like that. He kind of became like a twenty goal, sort of like what Joe Thornton became. Um, <clears throat> he was still averaging close to a point a game, but he he was. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason the behind the net is still considered Gretzky's office. And, and became a playmaker. Yeah, no, yeah, Gretzky became more of a, a setup, a, a setup man, more than anything else. And that's what made him so good. Yeah, is exactly. even near the I end mean, of his career, I mean, he was still finding ways to reinvent himself. Um, it's just um, in his heyday, like he was scoring like like ninety two goals as well in a season. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's still, it's still putting up 120 assists. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, he's. Uh, I mean, Joe Thornton is really almost um, adapted like the Gretzky style, where if you can't yeah, score I mean, as I much as you used to, set up guys, you'll still get on the score sheet for the Leafs next year. Oh yeah. Um, well, if it depends what line they put. Uh, Joe Thornton on um, depends who his line mates are because I've seen on Twitter so many different line combinations of Thornton either being a third or fourth line center. Either way, it's <laughs> yeah, a huge upgrade yeah. over uh, Freddie Gauthier. Uh, <laughs> to be fair to Freddie Gauthier, um, Gauthier was a great face. Gauthier was a fifty percent face off guy. Guy was six oh, yeah. three, but never used his freaking body. I think. Like the guy was okay. built, like is, he could, he, he could be now? a banger. Just never was. Um. Uh. He's st- uh, the Leafs didn't. He was a restricted oh, free agent. Leafs didn't uh, give him a qualifying offer, so he's an unrestricted free agent at this point. No, he oh, was, he was drafted out of the Leafs drafted him twenty first out of out of the Quebec League, but um. <laughs> well. True. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, France. Uh, Freddy the Goat Gauthier. <laughs> no, Fre- Freddy the Goat Gauthier. Yeah. Good fourth liner, but that's all he was ever going to be in Toronto. Um, and I guess his qualifying offer just yeah. wasn't wasn't worth what the Leafs wanted to pay. Um, now, like I said, they brought back Spezza. They brought back. Uh, they brought in um, Jumbo Joe. Um, oh, side note. Uh, fun fact about Joe Thornton. Only player in the oh, NHL wow. who's still playing who scored a goal at Maple Leaf well, Gardens. He came in the late nineties, so it makes sense. Yeah, he hit one of his first goals in the. Oh, wow. it, yeah, it was like uh, was a, a week before the Gardens closed. Gardens. Uh, he was playing for Boston at the time, <laughs> and, 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 and then and then uh, Matthews is like, uh, I wish I was born. <laughs> <laughs> shut up! <laughs> shut up! Fucker. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, Wayne Gretzky, greatest hockey player of all time, arguably greatest Canadian athlete of all time. Yeah. But I, I went with my heart that. with number one and I went Terry Fox. Um, the guy on one leg ran a marathon a day for almost four months. Um, not a professional athlete, not even an amateur athlete. Definitely yeah, for sure. part of my language again, but fucking hell of an athlete and a human being. The guy ran on one leg yeah. over 37 and a half kilometers a day um, from April 12th uh, to September 1st, 1980. The guy ran over 
uh, just under 5,400 yeah. kilometers before he had to stop because the cancer came back in North Bay. Um, uh, the ki- if he now the cancer he had then um, has been cured thanks to the what, tens, what, what kind of maybe even hundreds of millions at this point that the Terry Fox Foundation has been ra- has raised. I think you'll have to uh, check it out, but I think it was a blood, ca- um, some sort of, ca- it was cancer in his leg, obviously, because he had his leg amputated. Yeah. They don't even amputate yeah. body parts because of cancer anymore. Um, I mean, Terry Fox is a kid. Uh, I know the term hero well, gets thrown about of, way too sure. loosely, but uh, Terry I mean, Fox there, is, there, to me, is a, a true Canadian hero. Things and, 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 and many of them don't get the recognition I, he got. So that's, that's the thing to remember that's important. Um, but, but yes, I, I agree. He was, you know, he was, he was a very courageous yeah. person. Yeah. I mean, there's a statue of him, I mean, not too far of you from uh, oh, where yeah. oh, you used yeah. to work when you actually went to work in Ottawa. Um, oh, yeah, okay. there's a Terry Fox statue uh, by the parliament buildings in downtown in Ottawa. Um, uh, when you're allowed to leave your house again, uh, I'd check it out. I'm, I'm yeah. not too sure of the address, but I, I've seen it a couple of times. I've been to downtown Ottawa. Um, his uh, mom, Betty Fox, just passed away not too long ago. Um, she was actually one of the torchbearers yeah. in the Vancouver Olympics um, for oh, the I final remember. stretch. Um, a lot yeah. of people were wondering if she was going to be the person to light the cauldron and end up being Wayne. But um, no... Um, with Terry Fox, I mean, Steve Nash did a documentary. Uh, again, we'll go back, a uh, call back to earlier on my list. Actually did a documentary on Terry Fox. The, there was an actual movie made about Terry Fox and Robert Duvall, oh, the, Trump, the, the Hollywood the actor, actually Duvall? played his dad. Um, I thought it was. I, mean, I, think you, I thought you told me that. Is Robert Duvall a Trump supporter? I know. Uh, was that Robert Duvall? No, that's... Uh, Angelina Jolie's dad, oh, was, oh, Robert, uh, James Con- uh, Con- Con- was Ange- Angelina. Um, no, uh, um, oh, Con- John Voight, um, that's James Conn is a is a Trump supporter. Um, my apologies to Robert Duvall if you're listening. I John Voight, John Voight, that's what I'm thinking of. John Voight, Hollywood co-workers. Yeah. <clears throat> And, and if uh, Robert Duvall, if you are listening, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I loved yes, you and I John Q. Movie, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It te- yeah. But with Terry Fox, though, they say, yeah. I mean, uh, probably I, one of the like, greatest Canadian icons of all time. Where your father is um, that. I think like if you were to make kind of like a list of greatest Canadians, I I think he he would definitely be on it. Um, uh, but I wouldn't put on a list of of greatest Canadian athletes just because. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like this this is just all a sort of a you know an, an opinion based formatting thing. But like like I but I make a distinction between you know um, of course someone like him and someone like Gretzky or Steve Nash or uh, you know someone like that. Ferguson Jenkins surprisingly was not on your list, but anyway. Um. <clears throat> well, not yeah. Quite. Um. But, let's, well, let's, okay. Great. Let's but, uh, go to my honorable mentions. Fergie Jenkins is is, is number um, one. It's just because like he wasn't a professional athlete. 
Um, and, and unlike Donovan Bailey, who wasn't a professional athlete either, he didn't compete mm-hmm. in any like formal world athletic body. Um, you know, and it, so, so that's why I, I wouldn't put him on the list personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, I mean, no, I, I totally get it. Uh, again, this is my list. <laughs> but uh, I think the reason I, I, I feel yeah, I had to fair. put him number one is the guy ran a marathon with one freaking leg. Uh, every day uh, from basically spring till fall. Um, and I don't know any other yeah, athlete I mean, on my list that I, I think could I pull off that kind of a endurance I mean, accomplishment. Sure they're all very fit people in their primes, but... I, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but I know I, I at least yeah. said I had a really tough time putting this list together. It, it, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, they say a lot of the people I left out were it's like I could have honestly, I could have done a top 20 list. Yeah. And I probably, oh, excuse me, still would have gotten heat for it. Uh, this Gretzky's just going down too quick. Um, but, but you did you, you drink but, whiskey, um, and you yeah, I'm going to cut to my honorable mentions here. Like mention, uh, he, he, uh, yeah, it's not the same. Hey, he's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I, I oh, piss off. <laughs> um, but yeah, going to my honorable mentions list. It then okay. Ferguson Jenkins, probably the greatest Canadian yeah. baseball player or pitcher, at least. Um, uh, well, yeah, then we've I mean, got Mike Soroka coming up with the Atlanta player, Braves, so who knows? He had a, he had a good, um, you know, season. Yeah, yeah. He's had a good couple of. Oh, well, I mean, he's still what is a second or third year in the league. I uh, put Larry Walker. Then you've got Soroka. Larry Walker, who was supposed to go into the Hall of Fame this year. Okay, I I, I just mentioned Ferguson yeah. Jenkins as pitcher uh okay. but uh soroka is an up and cover i'm not putting him on any list yet way too young um yeah. you put, uh, sure. probably the yeah, greatest uh, male figure skater richmond we've hill. ever produced yeah. elvis stoiko pride of again richmond hill ontario um and this is just for me and i'm gonna this is gonna be what they call a segue into what i'm about to talk about um uh Okay, how do I put this correctly? Uh, the best there is, uh, the best there was, the best there ever will be. The excellence of execution. You'll see him on Corner mm. Gas animated this week. Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, <laughs> yes, I know. I'm, I'm expecting as, to hear the groans, and uh, personally, I don't care. Uh, as as a, I mean, the, uh, sports entertainment. He was actually he was actually also an amateur wrestler. Um, and was uh, Alberta uh, high school wrestling champion. Um, no, he, uh, I mean, his, he was born into the business. His dad was a promoter in the, when pro wrestling had territories. Uh, his dad basically ran um, Stampede yeah. Wrestling, which is basically from Manitoba to BC and was trained into the business. Um I mean, for again, say what you will about professional wrestling. Was, there is still an athletic component to it. It's all good. Uh, it's not a genuine sports cup. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's it's not a genuine sports competition, not by any means. But you still, I mean, you you still have to be athletic. I mean, 
if you want to see uh, an example of Bret Hart's pure athleticism, go to the WWE Network and watch his one hour plus long match with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, they go an hour plus straight nonstop. Um, I don't care who you are. You have to, to go nonstop for over an hour, not just inside a WWE ring or WWF at the time, which is a 20 by 20 foot box. They did mm-hmm. stuff on the outside. I mean, they flips, dives, whatever you name it. Um, this is just me being selfish by putting Brett on there because I am a huge pro wrestling fan. As I'm going to talk yeah, about here, are. because you, you, I'm cheating on you. Yeah, you're you're you're. you're, uh, you're uh, I I I'm on another podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm cheating on you with another man. Sorry, hun. Um, uh, this Thursday, I believe, is when it gets going to get posted. As I'm on the Counted Out uh, Seven uh, podcast with Mike and Tyler where they do a top wrestling, uh, top seven uh, wrestling countdown list, very similar to ours. Uh, but they do a top seven. And October, they're doing um, Halloween themed, which is like top, last week that just got published. Uh, they're doing top 10 scare, like, nice. uh, scariest Hall- uh, characters in pro wrestling. They've done scare. Um, there used to be a yeah. pay-per-view called Halloween Havoc mm-hmm. that uh, World Championship Wrestling produced. And they did like top seven main events from when those pay-per-views were produced. And so this Thursday, um, I'm going to be on, and I did uh, about a month ago, I recorded um, my own top seven uh, matches uh, called Hell in the Cell uh, that uh, WWE's done. Um, basically, the Hell in the Cell is a giant cage that surrounds the ring um, from 98 or 97 to yeah. uh, 2006, <clears throat> the cage surrounded the ring was 16 feet high. Since yeah. since 96, they've uh, upped it to over 20 feet high. Legit 20 feet high. And I'm going to be doing the top seven Hell in a Cell matches. Um, I recorded it with Tyler, I said, a month ago. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to get, uh, it's probably going to hit the air this Thursday. I suggest all our listeners listen nice. to it. Mike and Tyler um, do a hell of a job. Um, it comes out. It comes out every Thursday. It's a fun. It's a fun list. They. Uh, it's all about professional wrestling. Um, they discuss the the news of the week, the storylines from TV, not just WWE, but um, competitor other mm-hmm. in mark uh, promotions, uh, all elite wrestling, Ring yeah. of Honor, stuff like that. Well, he, he, I, I, right I say ty- I've known Tyler since I was a kid. Um. Yeah, he lived on the other. Yeah, Tyler was even at my wedding. Uh, when he eventually proposes to Victoria, I ho- uh, hope to be at his. Uh, <laughs> um, I assume you know, Victoria is basically okay, yeah. his. Uh, it's his obviously his girlfriend and also one of the producers oh, of his okay, show. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, basically one of the producers of his show. Um. Yeah. No, I um. Again, if you uh, nice. if you have any interest in professional wrestling, uh, give them a give them a listen, and I'll I'll be on I'll be on this Thursday. I've done a couple of interviews with them already. Um, I'm also doing a I've also done a, a watch along to a wrestling match oh, with Tyler yeah, as well. So stuff. that'll be hitting YouTube shortly. Yeah, yeah. No, again, like I said, 
give them a listen. The the banter between the two is really great. Um, like I said, I I've known Tyler nice, since nice. elementary school, so please stuff. support him and what he does because he's excellent at it. Okay. Um, I have one more uh, trick or treat surprise for you, my friend. Okay. Uh, our next list. I'm challenging you. Oh, Top I'm eight, the elite eight NBA draft busts of all time. I can think. Of I knew you would. I knew you would. That's going to be the theme for our season this year. Is at the end of every list. That's going to be the theme for every yeah, FBA well, list. Of... We challenge the one, the next person can... to do a list. No, and we're going to surprise them on air yeah, with it. Like, you had no clue that I was going to do this. Because you... Because... Yeah. But I, I'm challenging what, you. Was, is... And if you oh, want to do Andrea Bargnani, go nuts as your number one. Like, I know he's going to be on there. Career. Uh, and, and there are guys who are drafted number one who like basically barely had careers at all. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, Kwame... Kwame Brown comes to mind. I don't know if he'll be on my Kwame list, Brown. even if he is. <laughs> I, I, I guess this is a little spoiler. I, I'm pretty sure he won't be number one. Um, but but there's a, there, there's there's another Raptors draft pick though who will. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, we hope to. Uh, no. Uh, Rafael Arujo. For Doyovich. Oh shit! Yeah, Number one uh, but no, I actually uh, I'll, let me set a bit of parameters. Um, more oh, guys who came okay. in, no, no, more guys who came in pretty hyped. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. then yeah, I want more hyped draft picks that turned out to be busts. Because I think because I think I yeah, think I, I don't want to just basically top ten picks who didn't pan out. I want more bus. hype. <laughs> Exactly. I want more guys like oh, Sam Bowie, okay. Greg um, Oden, yeah, okay. Oliver Conde, guys like that. Like a, a decent yeah. player, but you know, but 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 yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I mean, I, I yeah. But as a first good. overall pick, yeah. Okay, all right. I'm gonna have fun with this one. Yeah, let, yeah, so, yeah, let's try and yeah. do... No, uh, we hope to go back to a week or every two weeks like we used to yeah, do. Yeah, we're going to But we're definitely week. doing it more uh, frequently than every every couple of months. Um, yep. You know, get your list together. Um, unfortunately, Meg is working Saturday, so I will have time uh, on Saturday okay. if you want. I, I have some contact. Yeah, she, uh, museum she, shit. She, 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 said, she but, said something um, the other day about... Yeah, so... Um, you know, some dissatisfaction related yeah. to, you know, to that stuff. And anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, I know we went a bit long today, but again, for a season premiere, I fully expected to um, next week. will probably be a bit shorter, but again, um, nope. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Griff, got anything um, to say before we sign off for the week? Sports, uh, you know, despite some of my ribbing and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm... And I, and I yeah, no, and that's I fine. Yeah, no, and I'm fully ready to give it back to you next week. Um. Oh yeah, no, we <laughs> not just Chris, but everybody, um, all listeners, uh, Justin, my brother-in-law, yeah. obviously Chris, my my parents, um, 
uh, Megan, Dave, if you listen, uh, yeah, no, uh, we're yes. As soon as this do. goes up on Facebook, uh, we're welcome for opinions. And um, again, stay safe out there. Yeah, we're all in this fun. together. And until then, uh, this.